Hello and a big warm welcome to you and welcome to the Psycho Spiritual Podcast. My name is Marion Rose and yet again, forever and the rest of time, I'm here <laughs> with my dear, dear friend and colleague, Nick Wilson. Welcome, lovely Nick. Thank you so much. Very happy to be here. I so love our conversations. And uh, so Nick, you are an aware parenting instructor and Marion Method mentor. And we love having lots of conversations about all things Marion Method and today wow <laughs> today's the big one, the one yeah <laughs> the neo no <Ta-da! laughs> yeah an announcement and some trumpets yes <laughs> what is the neo no someone might ask what is the neo so i want to say if anyone hasn't watched the matrix movie it comes well the term obviously comes from the matrix neo who is the main character and this really just came to me at some point in time, some years ago. And it's really from the scene, really near the end, where, and I'm going to be showing some things about violence. If you have children around or people that you don't want to hear that, maybe put some headphones on or pause for now. Right. So it's near the end and there are about a bazillion. Actually, I'm going to rewind a bit because it's relevant here, is that he dies and then he gets brought back to life by trinity so trinity basically um, she tells him that she loves him i think it's the first time she does that in the movie and she kisses him and then he comes back to life and then she says straight away what does she say now now go something like that and he runs and he goes to where all the it's all happening and the bullets are coming and he basically puts his hand up and he sa- he just says no. He says it in a particular tone of voice. And it's really clear. It's the epitome of a neo-no. And what happens is the bullets come and they get to his hand and they just fall to the floor. And there's just one's kind of still in space and he just holds it. I can't remember actually, does he then drop it? I don't remember. But it's just that whole the bullets collapse basically and then after that gosh I need to watch it again I haven't watched it for a couple of years I think is then he runs so they run away the the eight what are they called again to Agent Smith I never know anyway that basically the DDC run away and he kind of runs after the main one and I think he kind of actually runs into him and becomes him there's something about that whole process and then it actually explodes that consciousness and it's really really relevant those things all happening together because as we talk about soft in the Mary method love and will are come from each other so from love comes will from will comes love and we borrow the Taoists yin and yang symbol for that because the fact that it doesn't exist in our culture is really interesting it's been wiped out that ancient knowledge that from love comes will so it's really that beautiful experience of what trinity does she brings him back to life through love and then comes into place this incredible neo-no which is the epitome of a true no an embodied no which is very different from what most of us learn about nose in our culture that we're going to talk about. And that also there's a sense too that really I'm imagining to, to free ourselves from DDC consciousness that we actually need to 
see where we are in that to to in a way kind of go to the center of it to for it to become mm, dissipated or to like he needs to actually fly into that but uh, so I'm not clear on that whole part of the process yet but I'm really clear on on the love and will part and I love the neo-no and for me it's had a huge effect on just every area of my life to actually really understand what a true no is and what a neo-no is and how amazing life becomes when we really know that no in our body yeah yeah definitely I think it's when I found out about this through your work it was such an eye-opener because as children we're not we say no and nobody listens to us you know you have to respect a no but you can't have your own no so there's this really unfair kind of powerlessness around you know and you you just learn not to respect your own no because nobody else sort of does either and and I or and and it's quite often uh, thought of, and I guess in, culturally as well, we're told like you know that it's bad, and you shouldn't say no to people. You should always try and help people, and you should always try and be there for people. And so when you do say no, it's but that's selfish. And there's all these other kind of judgments that are attached to you saying no. And so quite often, as parents and especially mothers, in a lot of cases, we say yes to everything, even when it's a no, because we whatever we tell ourselves, we don't want to let people down or we, you know, we want to help people. We want to give, we give and we give and we give. And all of a sudden it's a no and you feel guilty for saying the no. And so what I loved about the neo no and the way that it's expressed and understood through the Marion method is that, and as you always say, like the no is as loving for the person you're saying it to as it is for you. And so instead of coming from a place of it being, you know, an unhappy, bad, quote unquote, negative thing, it's now this beautiful, powerful friendly loving gift that you give yourself and that you give other people when it's a true note for you so I love that that's just such it was such a paradigm shift for me from being this negative thing to being the most wonderful thing in the world and as I have said many times on this podcast quite often when I'm really when it's a real no for me I've got a huge smile painted on my face and I'm I'm not explaining myself. I'm just like, yes, I'm sorry, it's a no. And I'm, it's really probably quite confusing to the people that I'm speaking to because I've just got this lightness. It's a lightness for me to go, yep, yeah, that's that's a no for me. And it's so easy to say no and there's no guilt sticks, there's no ju- judgment, there's no shaming. It's just a no and that's all it is. Then if I'm willing to hear feelings, I will say I'm willing to hear feelings. If I'm not, I'm not, and I don't feel guilty about that either. So, you know, depending on the situation, I think just letting people know that that like your no is so beautiful, your no is so amazing, yay for more no's, you know, you know. (laughs) Yes, and that's so much part, isn't it, in the mentoring work to be really offering those kinds of reparative phrases that I love your no and I welcome your no and (laughs) we both say a million times those, those kinds of things and I love your no as much as your yes. You know, whenever I ask anyone for testimonial, some people have written enjoyable things and I on on various posts or whatever and I'll and I'll write to them and every single time it's and you know I welcome your no as much as your yes so there's also then much more ease in asking for what we really want because you know for me there's this this I really want to hear if it's a no for someone I don't want someone to say yes to me if it's not a yes so everything just becomes way more simple and I love how you express that that joyful lightness of the of the no and to me that's exactly what uh, Neo in the movie really demonstrates it's it's just a no it's it's really simple and of course it's often for us a long journey in all the deconditioning as you shared about in 
really listening to the younger parts of us and how for many of us, we wouldn't have been safe if we continued saying no, we wouldn't have belonged, we would have been shamed, we would have been judged, all the kinds of um, ways where we needed to repress our no because it just wasn't safe. So often in the reclaiming of that, we need to listen lovingly to those younger parts and we need to hear reparative phrases and we need to practice it out and get the get this new experience that actually we... It, I mean, so much about our power, of course, because that's what uh, will and the neo-no and the no, it's all about actually we, we claim our true power, which is not power over a harshness or coercion or force. It's this beautiful, embodied, clear no. A no with the foundation of love under it, which the other no's are not. The power over no's have no foundation of love. It's all about control and taking back power from someone, which means somebody else is missing out, whereas this is fulfilling for everyone because it has that foundation in love as you said it just goes around in that love will love will it just goes around in that circle and even having children and doing this work with my daughter as well I I find it so interesting to see how when children are raised with this sort of thing like it's not easy for us as parents to hear no's sometimes we really need them to do things and then it's a case of but I know what I feel like when it's a real no for me and I want her to feel like that. I want to give her that or, or help her to stay deeply connected to that because as she grows older and I want her to say no to situations she's uncomfortable in or to say no to an authority figure that she's not told to just listen to and comply, I want her really to say no. So I can't be, I can't be, I'm not willing to be um, flippant lack of a better word, in what knows I accept and what I don't. So, I mean, we, we all know our children better than anyone else and you know whether it's a real no or is it like a whingy kind of I have other needs no. It's very clear to see the difference and I love that when she is really in that, I, I you know, I might even say things like, okay, well, I that's really, you know, might not be the answer that I'm wanting right now but I really want to hear your no. So I'm really happy about that and I express my happiness about her no. It's not, but I still say that that's not a fit for me, but that's okay. It's a, it's not a fit for you and I'm, I acknowledge that it's not a fit for you. And she just feels so strong and powerful in that moment. And quite often I, you would think that the other no's that we use, the power over, when you're constantly saying no, then they kind of want to, you know, rebel and do, you know, the undesirable behaviour. But in this case, I quite often see that, then when it's a no for me, for something else that she wants to do, if it's a real no for me and she can see it's not just me, not that I ever do things just to annoy her, but just, you know, it's a no, she'll go, all right, mom, I really hear your no. I hear that it's a no for you. She'll say to me, and I'm really disappointed. And I'll be like, yeah, I really hear you disappointed. And it's so cool. It's just like, it's so cool. Like I don't have another word for it. It's just no. so cool. <laughs> do it. Yeah. You know, because it's it's there's no arguments and she's so aware that I have needs and sometimes it's a no for me and I'll always give like a big reason whether it's a movie that's too late at night or whatever it is and it's always in the delivery as well. So it's like it's not what I'm saying, it's in the delivery. So, yeah, I really hear you want a movie tonight and, yeah, it's just a, it's a no for me right now. It's too late, I'm tired and it's a no for me. So it's really compassionate no, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So powerful isn't it and I remember well I remember being a teenager and just having no clue and people I think I've shared this before it really sticks in my mind I remember being on the phone and I was about 17 and my friend saying we want you to come out to the 
to the disco on a Friday night. I had really, really did not want to go. And I'd be like, I don't know, I really don't want to go. And they'd, they'd be like doing everything they could to, to basically co- coerce me to go. And then I'd, and then I'd hit myself with guilt sticks, but I didn't know about that then. I just feel so guilty. If ever I wanted to say no, I would feel so guilty. And I just, that all that confusion, it just leads to so much confusion, all that DDC thinking, doesn't it? Whereas what I love about this work is that there's such deep clarity, like this is me, this is this is my yeses and nos, and this is you and your yeses and nos. Whereas before I just, I was really confused actually about like whose was, who was what and what was theirs and what was mine. And it was just a kind of mishmash of confusion. Oh, and look at the, did you hear that? The, um, <laughs> yeah. the, black cockatoos Uh, yeah Yeah, and I that's I think that's how the DDC likes it they like us to feel confused they like us not to know what we want and that's why when you ask so many people because we're not taught this is your yes and this is your no and it's okay it's really okay for you to have that yes it's really okay for you to have that no it doesn't matter what my opinion about it is or the cultural's culture's opinion about it is that's you and there's nothing wrong with you and you're okay and then you kind of go okay well what do you want and when people are not clear about those things, when you're not clear about what you don't want, you're kind of like, well, God help you if you're going to find out what you do want because you're in this like, you know, mismatch, like you said, of just trying to please everybody else and doing things that you don't like. And so you're feeling sad and you're upset and all of these things, whereas really this work just brings so much clarity. And even when you are still confused like you've done your willingness walls and you've got your inner loving presences and everything's great and you're like I still don't know what's going on I still feel really confused then you've got the third part and you just go okay life it's up to you (laughs) I have no idea what's going I'm I don't have no idea what's going on I'm completely lost I'm open for you to be showing me you know what what it is where do I need to go next who do I need to speak to what do I need to do and then you're open to seeing the signs so it's in enjoyable ways in enjoyable enjoyable and easy ways yes (laughs) in easy and enjoyable ways Add that to every willingness wall on that uh, ever and willing to believe it and in enjoyable and easy ways. They are. The <laughs> yeah. And as you said, like the power be- behind doing that, as you, like with picking up the guilt sticks and things because you were doing things that you don't want to be doing. And then the next stage of that is, and I'm not willing to do that to myself anymore. Mm-hmm. That's also a beautiful neo-no for yourself because yeah. that's freedom again in not having to, not only are you feeling bad about other people, but you're not feeling bad about yourself. It's, it's freedom. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm really remembering that really confused, the confusion of my consciousness of just really having no idea about any of those things. Like what, you know, what, what I felt, what I needed, what I wanted, what I had a yes for, what I had no for. And the beauty of that increasing over years of us, like clarifying all of those things. I'm really clear. I really know like, straight away almost or within seconds or pretty much always like mm, no <laughs> no that's no for me and you have a huge smile on your face like, <laughs> you've got a huge smile on your face and you're laughing and it's so non-congruent to what we're told to do like yeah that's a no <laughs> like it's <laughs> oh and so joyful isn't it I don't know about you because I, I just so remember so many years of doing things I didn't want to do and sitting especially for me and particularly as a highly sensitive person with a lot of accumulated feelings uh just listening being in conversations and hanging out in places that I was really way beyond what I was enjoying and for hours and listening to people nodding and just every single part of my being if I could have actually heard it screaming Jess I just want to get out of here I don't want to listen anymore 
Yeah. And how many, how many times do you hear that from people? Oh yeah, I've got to go to this thing on the weekend and I've got to, I've got to do this. I have to do this. I have, that's why language is so important because we just, the second we're saying it so often, it's so acceptable to go. I have to, I need to, I must. And we're, and if you think about that, like literally think about how many times a day people think that or say it, and then children think it or say it. And it just instantly just says to me, okay, well, if you're saying that 10 times a day, that's 10 times in your day that you are not enjoying your life. You're completely taken out joy, taking out joy in your life when you use those words and the energy that it has behind them yeah. and possibly the actions that you're taking from those thoughts and those feelings because you're feeling indebted to someone or you're feeling, you know, oh, well, they did this or I've got to do this or I don't want to upset them and I don't want them to feel sad that I didn't go to their baby shower because it's the only time they're going to have a baby shower and, you know, she took two years to get pregnant. So there's all these things that we just keep going on and on and on about and it's really like for me, I love talking to people about it because it's like we're, we're shifting that whole, not just the giving of, but the receiving of it from other people, you know, because we have to, we want to change. I want to speak for everybody in the world. I speak for myself. I want to change the culture of when someone says no, that the other person goes, oh, it's wonderful. I love hearing you know I'm so glad you're going to stay at home in your pajamas because you don't want to be at this club with the music that you don't like talking about things that are irrelevant and uninteresting to you. I'm so happy for you. Wow. And give you a big hug and let you go home and call you in the next day and tell you all about it because that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. And so they like- might also then feel free to say, and I'm sad, you know, I would have loved to have hung out with you, but I would not want you to, I would not in any way, shape or form want you to do something that you don't want to do. So yeah, I'm so, so happy for you. And yeah, let's connect in another way. Like how else can we both get our needs met here? What what else can we, you know, when can we connect? What would you like to do? Where can we go? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I oh, wasn't going to say when you said that, just that, that, that receiving of it as well, that then the person who understands where all this come from is not going, please, we've got to come because we haven't seen each other for a month. And there's just that acceptance that that's who you are. And I'm just thinking in my own personal life as well. I have beautiful friends and lots of them like to party and they like festivals. And I do sometimes like those things, but quite often now more than before I don't. And there was this time when I thought like, well, they're not going to want to be my friends because every time I say no to going, cause I was standing in my no and saying, I'm not willing to do that. And there was times when they were disappointed and I would say like, you know, he disappointed. I'm, you know, I really still want to be friends. I just don't like those things. And they, they have just kind of, they will still invite me. And then there's times when they might say, well, we didn't invite you because we specifically know you don't like these things, but we're going to do these other things. And so that's for me, it's the unconditional love because they know that, you know, they've found other ways to stay connected to me without mm-hmm. me having to go against my no. So I love all my friends. I love you all. I love you all. <laughs> So beautiful, isn't it? And again, I see like the smile on your face. Isn't that it is that that unconditional love when we really we're really willing to hear someone's no and to even if we might love them to do that thing that we really hear it's it's a no for them. So powerful, isn't it? So beautiful. I'm remembering that as well. I used to have a friend. She's moved uh, states now, so we don't see each other in person. But she used to come over with her kids once a week and. We just, uh, she had come to these same similar things herself. So we would just be so completely 
like honest with each other and we'd be like oh today I'm actually really tired and um you know let's just chat for an hour and then you know she she had her van she'd go and have a uh, a nap in her van and I'd do a bit of work or you know we just would just like really like this kind of radical honesty oh that's feather that's the sign of feather feather in the background that's your sign who's very happy it's just like that joy of just really wanting that person whoever it is to do to really listen to themselves and and for both you know if it's two people for both people to listen to themselves and be so loving and be willing to connect within that but be be really willing to support the other person to stay deeply connected with themselves and that's in all relationships in parenting in partnership and friendship and just you know the I don't know the person that you connect with in the shops whoever it is <laughs> yeah yeah, and so relevant to those really, you know, important intimate relationships like parenting and, and partners and things like that because, you know, you, you're with that person because you love them and you want them to feel joy and yet there's a lot of things that happen where we have to go to my parents this weekend and, like, we have to, you know, there's all of these things that are really, as a partner, you sort of have this responsibility put on you that just because you're married to this person you have to go to their family dinners every week or things like that. And just having that sort of thought process and even even sometimes in the offering that you understand, like I'm just thinking of a couple of friend, friends who's in a couple and they'll say to each other, like, you know, I'm going to this place and I'm going to my parents, or whatever, would you like to come? You don't have to, would you like, it's my parents, I'm going. And so because there's that op- open offer, they then check in with their willingness and sometimes they do go, but they're fully willing to go and they're going to enjoy themselves more rather than this kind of forced well, you're my partner, so we have to go because mum's going to think that you don't like her and, you know, you go down that sort of path. So there's just this, again, ease and happiness around supporting everybody's individuality and allowing them to be and allowing them for, you know, holding that space for them to be really authentically who they are with your support and with your love. And if you think raising children like that, I mean, that will just be with them for the rest of their life. That will just create this incredible sense of confidence and self-esteem and connection to never doing anything. Like I know you talk about Lana all the time, just how free she is. She does what she wants, when she wants, in the space that she wants for as long as she wants. And she just flows through life. Like her energy is just so light and flowy and that's just so due to this space that's been created for her as a child. So, yeah, I want that for everybody. (laughs) I want everybody to feel like that and of course that can be really hard for us at times or not hard but we can have feelings uh, as we've talked about in response to that sometimes we are we are creating this children's book together and she's doing the illustrations and she hasn't <laughs> been willing to do any of them for very many months and I just uh, and I also really like because she's so much more connected to herself she's so much more connected to life than I am uh, I also really trust that she she knows that there's a timing. And so there's the part of me that's probably wanting to speed it up and to be quicker than actually the, the book wants to be. So I, you know, I sit with all this, like the part of me is like feels frustrated at times. Like, no, but I really want I so want this book and I put it. And she's just like, uh-uh, because she's she's listening to herself, but she's also deeply connected in with life and that pulse of life. And so that that it can be really hard for us at times, can't it? Because we we might want certain things to be certain ways, and of course sometimes we might even, you know, our child they might be 
particularly when they're a bit younger, we might, they might actually have a really true authentic no. And we might at times um, say no to their no, but the yeah. difference is that we're going to be holding in mind that it's really normal and naturally important for them to feel outraged in response and that we're really willing to listen to that. And that that is the, all that energy sitting in our, most of us in our, willingness channel all the outrage that we didn't get to express when I know was wasn't heard so sometimes we we might yeah sometimes we might do that yeah definitely and I'm just thinking in terms of like you know school for example when she has a no for going to school and I have a no for her staying home and you know it could it could turn into a proper Mexican standoff but (laughs) in the end it's like well I have a no and it's not that I'm powering over you. I really hear that you don't want to go to school today and there's such an acknowledgement and, yeah, I really hear it's been a really hard week and you're really tired and all of those things and not only for you to stay home today, how else can we get our needs met? And then it might be, you know, oh, we're going to do something on the weekend or she might want to do something after school or something like that. So it's not that she ever goes against, it's not that I ever go against her no and she's, it's just a flat no and tough life, move on, grow up, but life's hard, get over it. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I hear you. That sucks. You're angry. I get it. And it's still a no. It's still a no because I think people confuse. I've quite often been told, you know, with aware parenting, it's very permissive parenting and, you know, you, you're um, going to end up with whingy kids that are spoiled and they get everything they want. And you're like, well, no, that's where loving limits come in. And it's it's still just that acknowledgement that, yep, I really hear it's a no and unfortunately we have to do this or whatever it is. And it's always with that, you know, beautiful, kind, compassionate face. And you just don't end up in those either Mexican standoffs or big blowouts of, you know, arguments. Um, And there could be tears, there could be tantrums and that's okay because I'm here for all of that as well. And so that's the beauty of how those, you know, where parenting and marrying method just weave in so beautifully together that it doesn't have to be a power over no. It actually never, I can't think of a reason now why I would ever have to use a power over no because I have all of these tools in that way. And because for the most part, I will try and say yes as often as I can. And that is something we have those, you know, little laws of our house type of thing, not laws. Oh, that's a terrible one. Uh, Anyone think about something else, but we have, I have that. I'll say yes as often as I can. And when I say no, I mean it. And that it's a no for me. So she really knows that and she respects it. And all of the other time, I'm really trying to say yes as often as I can. So that when the no comes, it's not just something she's heard 30,000 times during the same day. It's like I've really thought, is this a no for me? And if it is a real no for me, again, it's just that the energetic shift that we often talk about when it is a real no for you, it's when Neo puts his hand up and they stop and there's that ripple effect that happens and then they drop to the ground. It's like they nobody can do anything when it's a no for you. Nobody challenges you. Nobody argues with you. Nobody can pass you any sticks or anything like that. It's just a no. And it's that's it there's nothing that can happen out of that so it, it works the same that I've found with with Bella anyway is that it just really compassionate no it's yeah so love it love it love it um I was also thinking about how sometimes particularly if we've been really used to people doing things to us or saying things to us that we really don't enjoy and um, we felt powerless to say anything that sometimes when we first start expressing our nose it's it won't come out in a lovely neo no it will come out in a rageful no we will feel a lot of rage a lot of outrage a lot of frustration a lot of big will energy and that's 
often a really normal natural part of the process because if we think about it every time our no was not heard as a younger person and then we went on to do that ourselves to become our own that that ecosystem that internal ecosystem is the same of the the inner child and the the ddc conditioning that we do that internally and all of those accumulated feelings of the frustration the powerlessness the rage sit in our bodies so often when we start really reclaiming our no is we will need to actually express that beautiful normal natural will energy from from accumulated from all those times we didn't actually get to feel well we didn't get to express outrage and probably even feel it we probably needed to dissociate from that so that's a really normal part of the journey that we don't just go I never say no and I feel guilty and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just going to jump into an alternate universe where I, I can say clearly or no, really yes. easily and effortlessly, and I don't pick up guilt stick. Blah, blah. There, there is there was a quite, quite a journey. comfortable <laughs> journey of note, feeling these things, noticing, understanding, being able to start differentiating and reclaiming that beautiful slug wisdom of what our yeses and no's are, starting to express them, feeling all kinds of feelings, needing to express our feelings in relation to God I actually really want to say no and I'm scared what will happen if I do that and what will people think and you know all of that so it's a big 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 journey and it's wonderful too and even just one expression of and often again sharing it to someone who really loves will energy and welcomes it feels really comfortable in their body with that which is what we're here for as as mentors to really listen to those feelings for people is they automatically, no, not automatically, they, after expressing those feelings that that already unsilts some of their willingness channel and they start feeling literally that embodied sense of the more verticalness, the more that central channel of, of true power, not power over, they might then start to feel more comfortable to start to say no in a, in a really clear way. It's It really is like magic. I have seen it many, many times in mentees of that taking off those those shame sticks in relation to that beautiful will energy having that heard getting to express it and feel it and then and then being able to actually say no I'm not willing to do that yeah that's a no for me just and the the freedom and the power and the like and the energetic shift that happens often in relationships that they'll suddenly start noticing people start uh, treating them differently and you know because this as you know, Nick, as you know very well, this is all part of conversations with life as well. And it, this is not any kind of um, spiritual bypassing or, um, you know, we're still acknowledging that we live in the DDC, but uh, Neo, no, because it is an embodied state and because it's an energetic state, just as we've shared in earlier podcasts as well, that life responds to that. And if we are really not willing for something, then we will see things shift on on the outside whereas often we will not want something but we're willing for it to happen and that's a whole thing that, that we've well, both been through <laughs> we've experimented with that long and hard and it's yes. very 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 uncomfortable so people might be saying you might have a repeated theme showing up and i've tried this one out for a long time and it's like ongoing i don't want this to happen like this why does this keep happening and oh, i hate it and someone's treating me this way and oh it's so painful and crying and feeling powerless and it's just excruciating but we are still willing for that to keep happening because we don't know and often for women it's because we think i just need to do more inner work so that i can be more loving so that i can not feel pain when someone treats me like shit <laughs> rather than 
no, the inner worker is actually getting comfortable enough to say, no, I'm not willing to be treated like shit anymore or whatever the thing is. And it's such an incredible journey. So powerful. So life-changing. It's life-changing. And and the journey, like you said, it's so important to have outside. I know I would never have been smiling about a no without mentoring, without having somebody go, your no's really welcome here. And even that that sentence, that's a no for me, in the normal scheme of things, when you say that out aloud to somebody, they just kind of go, what? What do you, you know, meh? And then I kind of used to think, oh, God, I must sound like a real weirdo. But now I'm so comfortable saying it. My daughter's so comfortable saying it that I don't care if you think I'm a weirdo. That's enough for me, you know. And it's just such a, this, the language change and having somebody really there the entire way as you make the shift. Because like you said, it's not just like a pancake flip and all of a sudden you're one and then you're the other. It's this whole process of like, accepting and being and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with you and somebody really just there all the time every time you come to that point well you know I think it's a no for me well is it a no for you and then you're doing your you know your questions and getting to that point you've got somebody right there all the time going yep I'm so happy to hear your no I love hearing your no and it just takes that one person and and if you you know if you're not doing mentoring and you know you're using in a loving presence or you've got in loving presences with you as well it might just be you're in a loving mother or you're in a loving father saying just that one thing I love your no yeah your your nose really welcome here and it's that constant inner and outer validation that your no is a good thing and that it's welcome and that it's the best it's you know part of you in terms of being better for you it's going to bring you you know more things it's going to open you up to receiving because you're being more authentic so you become more of a reflection of your soul that it just all becomes so aligned with getting so clear on what that is for you and that is it's such a big journey but the the end result is that you end up saying no with a big smile on your face (laughs) and you just float through life because nothing can upset you anymore in terms of picking up the sticks because you're so happy with your no, you love your no, it's welcome in your world because you've taken all of that in because of the help that you've had along the way. So, yeah, it's so important when we're doing this work to know that we can, it's not always going to be perfect and you're going to have those sort of moments where, it, you know, it starts off as a power of a no, but you get to this point when you get that that becomes the new normal. Like for me, that's what such a phrase I always goes. That's the new normal for me now. For me to go, yep, I'm no, no, and that's fine, and that's the new normal. Mm-hmm. Just the conditioning was the old normal, and now I choose not to do that anymore. And this is the new normal, and life is much more enjoyable, people. <laughs> so much more enjoyable. So much more enjoyable. Yeah. And there are so many ways that the neo no works, both internally and externally. That's another thing I love about it. So the neo no could be, or just you know, I'm not willing for, and that might be to eat a particular kind of food or go a particular turn of place or do a certain thing or do something on a certain day like you know being unwilling to coerce ourselves into doing things oh my god that's been a life changer my house is really um cleaning doesn't yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i don't care i was actually thinking about that the other, uh, today actually because my table over there has literally got all the papers from my drawer, which was full up because I just kept putting things in. And some years ago, how many? Oh, it's, it's that thing again. I don't know. Was it six years ago? Was it eight years? <laughs> Nobody cares. Some years ago, I I would have been so comfortable. I don't really care. It was in the past. Doesn't happen anymore. Quite a long time ago. I would have been so uncomfortable in my body to eat, even knowing that all that stuff was on the table. I would have. 
I would have felt so deep and comfortable because I had such so much conditioning around. I mean, I love order and beauty, but there was so much conditioning around what would people think and and you know you should do that and you shouldn't leave things up. And if I went to other people's houses and they had like things like papers on the table, I'd be like, because literally I had think you know, everything was in order and things were tidied up straight away. And I was so much, I was so stressed because. <laughs> Because I could, if I looked around me, I would be constantly wanting to tidy things up or a dirty floor or whatever. And now I just, I just feel completely comfortable with knowing that at this moment I have 100 email, 200 emails probably now, loads of like everywhere in every place. There's unread things, undone things, things to be done, and I am completely unwilling to have any level of stress or coerce myself or judge myself or anything I'm just like of course there's always things to be done and what am I doing right now I'm talking to my dear friend Nick that's (laughs) that's all that matters nothing I mean that in itself has been so so relieved so relieved (laughs) I think so many people can resonate with or I can imagine so many people resonate with that because you know especially as mothers we're always like picking things up and tidying things up and you think to yourself like I used to think tied it up like 16 times a day and told myself I never had any time. Whereas if I just thought if I had that need to tidy up because I wanted to feel comfortable and I wanted to sit down at the end of the day and see a nice tidy room, whatever it was, let's just do it at the end of the day once if I'm willing, you know, so that it just took away this whole nobody's coming to visit me today. I don't. And and if they did, I don't care what you think of my house. Like <laughs> it's my house. I'm going to live the way I am. And I don't live in a dump. The thing, you know, it's kind of clean. Everything's going good. Nothing's, you know, but it's like just removing that whole. And where does it even come from? Like, I'm just thinking now like that whole, you know, well, if people are coming over, you better clean up. You know, it's that just, again, conditioning. And quite often we just, well, I personally, not speaking for everybody, I just I've used to tell myself I don't have time to do anything. And when I was realizing what I was doing, you know, I'm washing dishes 16 times a day. And I was like picking up things or cleaning a room that nobody had been in or nobody's using or so now I, okay, what's my real need? My need at the end of the day is to sit down on, on my sofa, which I never used to sit on, had this new sofa for ages and people would come around and go, wow, that's such a comfortable sofa. And I'd be like, I don't know that. I actually don't know what that sofa feels like to sit on. My butt is never on it. And it does look good, but my butt never on that sofa. So I'm going to sit on this sofa that's really comfortable. Okay, how can I meet that need? And it was like that. Okay, so at the end of the day, the and I tell Bella, Bella knows, like, you can have as much mess as you want, but in this square meterage of this house, I need it clean. So even if a shoe is there or there's a sock, I'm like, not in the square, just not in the square. And so I sit there at the end of the day and I stare at my beautiful picture that says, into the ocean I go to lose my mind and find my soul. And I'm happy and I'm on my comfortable sofa that I really enjoy now and I'm doing whatever I'm doing. But it's like, okay. So, you know, you you get it all done and you have the time and you can meet all your needs and it just goes. You just, just goes into air. It actually doesn't exist anymore. How incredible is that? We just create these things and as quickly as we create them, they don't exist anymore and you're so much more joyous and happy and fulfilled and comfortable and it's so fine. <laughs> and if you feel like cleaning, that's the best thing. If I feel like cleaning, I've got willingness to clean and I'm like Peter Pan's little like fairy dust sprinkling everywhere. My house is like sparkling once a month, you know, and I'm so happy because then I'm sitting in a really sparkling house because I did it with so much will energy. 
Yeah. You know? So yummy, isn't it? Doing oh, things from willing. Well, and sometimes it'll be like I, I sit with that paper and I'll be like, oh, I wonder when I'll be willing to do that. And then just it just happens. So I was on the I was on the phone last night and they thought, well, she will do a little bit. I'm really willing to do that right now. And just like anything, everything is done from willingness and I'm not willing to coerce myself. So that's where I started saying that there are no's. We can do the no internally to coercing ourselves. We can have a neo no to other people treating us in certain ways. We can have a neo no to eating particular foods or, or doing particular things or to requests or whatever it is. So it's so beautiful, isn't it? It's both internal and external and the more the no's are in place is exactly as you said the more the yeses are in place too it creates this deep spaciousness doesn't it because there's like whereas if there are no no's everything's all jumbled up and there's no spaciousness at all and you're saying yes to everything and you feel terrible because you feel overloaded and overwhelmed how many times do you hear that word these days i'm so overwhelmed what are you doing that you don't want to be doing that's literally the antidote question if you're feeling overwhelmed Ask yourself, what are you doing that you don't need to be doing or you're not willing to be doing? The second you just implement that, you the overwhelm becomes, yeah, I'm busy, but I'm okay. I'm not feeling overwhelmed, you know? Yeah, so different. There would be a mass exodus from <laughs> everything. If, if we're really listening, they'd be like, oh. I'm not feeling going to work today. <laughs> we, we locked down for two years and nothing happened and we're still here, aren't we? Nobody went to work. No planes flew over. No trains went, no buzzer. nothing happened. People, the world didn't explode. We actually all did what we wanted. And I speak to so many people that loved their lockdown. Really, I, I hear life was slower. I had more time with my children. I had more time with my partner. I did things I wanted to do. There was just this incredible shift in people's psyche that, that or not psyche, but their, their, you know, the way they showed up in life when we actually were forced to do that in a way so it was yeah quite the paradox that whole time yes although I do have heard from many people too who really didn't enjoy it and I think you know not actually getting to choose things and not getting to say no so yes that's a whole thing itself but yeah absolutely so many people are like yeah yay how life was supposed to be yeah (laughs) remember they had those images I think some of them weren't even real but like the the wild animals trotting through the city Great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a sense of I think just even if you and yeah, that I should I probably picking up a stick. Shouldn't have said that. No, more just that if you didn't enjoy lockdown, there was probably other reasons why, you know, whether that was because you love your job and you needed to go to your job or you weren't able to, or there was other things happening. But I do think that there was a lot of people that really enjoyed that, you know community time that they were able to have and not like being told that they can stay in the house and quite often just enjoying that time in the house and finding things to do that they wouldn't or tell themselves that they didn't have time to do so yeah, yeah. I think particularly as well the high all the highly sensitive people like yeah oh, and oh. Many oh. highly sensitive people like me are already like that's pretty much what I do anyway it's just like an extra no change <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit even more <laughs> oh okay oh shame <laughs> I have to stay at home, stay in my garden for my pajamas. Oh dear. Three days a week. Yay. Yeah. Oh, I love, uh, the note. love the note. Uh, well, there's a drop. Something dropped. It sounds like a mic dropped, isn't it? Um, yes. 
sounds like that's it that's a no that's the end right we're, we're willing to stop <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to say and then you know I just love it I love those two little letters now <laughs> I love just freedom 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 so much freedom and loving freedom not you know selfish freedom just so enjoyable and that is the paradox, of course, isn't it? What I found is the more I claimed my no, more comfortable I felt to say no, the more the more loving I became because I'm not doing all this stuff that I don't want to be doing. So it's, it's again, it's a paradox, it's, but it isn't really a paradox because no and yes, love and will. <laughs> more, the more no's we get to express, the more yeses we have, the more love that we feel, the more spaciousness we have. So amazing. So amazing. So what gorgeousness have you got on offer at the moment? By the way, if anyone is not already following you on Instagram, your posts are just like, oh, my God. And the reels so amazing. <laughs> it's just going off, aren't they? Um, and, I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying saying no in a greater space. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> this week was full of no's. No to homework, no to this, no to that. Yes. I'm loving just the response of, like, the, the resonance with so many people to go my gosh that you're speaking what so many people are like what you can actually say no <laughs> it makes like yes <laughs> you can <laughs> oh no in safe ways no That's just true. really enjoying that just from a real place of yeah not wanting your children to suffer or you to suffer and enjoy your time so yeah I'm loving loving those posts and loving connecting with people through them um so i'm yeah thank you to everyone that's co commenting and sharing their story because i love hearing other people's stories of how they're doing things uh, so i yeah talk to a lot of people in my sessions that i do so i've got one three and six month journeys uh, with mary method and aware parenting and i have a new lovely course that's being birthed at the moment called surviving school with um, aware parenting and the marion method and it's just growing every day <laughs> i think that's what it's taking so long uh it's taking it's beautiful perfect time because it's got so many yeah just so many ways that we can really stand in our no it's basically a lot of a lot about no's and then also what you do have willingness for in terms of school and advocating and supporting your children there and taking away the headache that we so often experience so yes that's hugely alive for me at the moment so yummy <laughs> your, and your website uh url so people can find you peacefulparenting.com.au uh, Instagram is at peacefulparenting and Facebook at peacefulparenting.com.au Yum. Yum. So, I so deeply invite anybody and everybody listening to this to go and have a look at what you're doing it's, I feel really excited about what you're creating and yeah. and the sessions that you're having and just the breakthroughs people are having people are saying to me oh I'm working with Nick and la, 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 la. what's happening and oh she's amazing and I go yep she is well it, it's all this work that you've created that's created such peace in my life that I just love sharing it with people I love it so much so thank you for oh. you my pleasure. Thank you for thank you for bringing your own flavour to it and helping it spread in all the ways that you are. I love it. Yum. And what I'm thinking about uh, if anyone wants to explore this more, my course in psychospiritual parenting might be interesting to have a look at. And uh, later on the second half of this year, my my desire is and my willingness, but who knows what how things often don't happen in the timing that I think they are. But I really am wanting to do my great 
co-create with life my true power course so that'll be a lot about nose and power and will and outrage and all of those yummy things so keep an eye out if you're interested ah my my email newsletters well they don't call them that anymore but if you want to have more info come and sign up for that you can find it I don't know where can you find that on my website as well marionrose.net and same for you Nick Hayes I think it's great to know we've got places people can sign up yeah just you know because all things are changing it's really helpful to have directly off social media because I quite often like to say things in emails that I can't or won't no can't that I'm not willing to say there so yes I love the idea of people connecting through email yes so come and come and uh, receive our emails would you be willing would you like to do you have a yes or do you have a no (laughs) (laughs) we welcome it all all of it is welcome here all is welcome Okay, lovelies, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, lovely Nick. Oh, my God, so yummy. I wonder what we'll talk about next week. I'm sure it will just arrive. Let us know. Let us know if you have any requests. We would love to hear. And so much love. Thank you. Bye.